that's where all energy comes in. All energy comes in. Your patients, your friends, people that are visiting, people that just want to buy a hairbrush, all that energy comes in. But we want to attract the energy from outside, which is positive. So that's part of the beginning of feng shui. And then I created the Bagua map for you so that we could work out those sections of the Bagua map where it was important for you to have, for example, maybe your financial people in your wealth area, the head of your pharmacy in your fame area, which is integrity. Hey everybody, my name is Josh Remini. I am the pharmacist that de-prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode here of Beyond the Pills Summit. My guest today is a good friend of mine, and she's also a good mentor. I've known her for a few years now. Sid Alper Sedgwick. Sid is a feng shui master of over 30 years, co-founder of Heim Wellness. She's not only a mentor, she's a teacher, she's a writer, she's a collector of broken brain people, as we will talk about a little bit. My dear friend and living proof of what I love and aspire to be, Miss Sid Alper Sedgwick. How are you today, my friend? I am fantastic. Thank you, Josh. This is exciting. I'm excited to be here. We need to have a nice conversation about going beyond the pill. Yes. I'm so excited that you agreed to this because you and I have had weekly conversations for over a year. You are one of my good mentors. I call you my guru. I wanted to bring you on because of this concept of energy. This concept of feng shui is so far removed from some people's space. And mm -hmm. And I want to talk about you first, like who you are, what you're doing, and then how we've worked together to kind of move in the trajectory of moving from the sickness model and pharmacy over to this wellness model. So tell us a little bit about your story and what you're doing today and what you've been doing. Okay. Well, we have to go back many, 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 many years because although I'm a feng shui master, which is not a designation that I've given myself that is actually presented to me, which I said, no, 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 I'm not that person, but I realized that I am, and that's part of not being arrogant. It's a form of humility. But I'm a second-generation feng shui master. I may have been practicing in the U.S. for 30 years, but I was born into this because as a baby, I was taken to Asia, which is now what we call it, and I lived there for most of my early years. And everything to do with my life, my family, my mother, et cetera, et cetera, was all about feng shui. So feng shui is very much running through my bones, running through my system, and is incredibly important. And it's something that I don't understand why people don't understand feng shui. We can take this many, many steps in different directions. You know, there's the feng shui of the body, there's the feng shui of the car, the feng shui of the desk, feng shui of the house, feng shui of the business, feng shui of a church or temple, mosque. Any of those things apply because it is nature. It is natural. It is healing, just as nature is. Let's open that onion up a little bit because that was a big phrase. We're talking feng shui is what we're really talking energy, right? We're talking yes. balance in the world and in the universe. And this can get a little over people's heads. So I always say pharmacists are great if you can keep it at a fifth grade level to somebody. So if you had to describe what that meant to the average person here who may not have even heard the word before, but they mm -hmm. maybe know of it. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then how does it apply to our lives in our pharmacy? Because that's how I engaged you. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Let's go back to that fifth grade level. All right. In so much that feng shui is about feeling it. You know, when you walk into a building, if you walk into somebody's home, if you go to the movies, you feel the energy. And then that brings us back to what is that feeling? How many of us can even analyze that feeling? But it's just a feeling. You step onto the beach. 
there's a feeling of, oh, wow, this feels so good here. That's all feng shui is. It's either a very positive feeling or it's a very negative feeling. And my job is to create spaces that bring in the positive and we eliminate the negative. And that can be as much as emptying out a vase of dead flowers. That's negative energy. Replacing with fresh flowers, that's positive energy. And that's a huge component here is when you look at it, it's a feeling. Feelings sometimes are overlooked or not looked at. We go in, we get to our day-to-day and we're just driving our engine of, let's just call it the prescription department, right? But all of it's being looked at from a different perspective because we still feel it and it still affects us even though we're not conscious of it. So talk to me a little bit about what you do as a, because that's the decorator side of what you do, right? You come in and you change this way around and we'll talk about the Bagua map because that's kind of how we do it, right? Right, right. Well, we start with that, but you know, feng shui needs to be built in to a new property. If it's not built in, then we have things that we can do to improve the feng shui of a building that was not built with feng shui. So I think the important thing here is to know that everything is, as you said, it is an energy. It's the quantum physics of positive energy. That's the basis of feng shui itself. So the difference between putting your hand on a hot plate and feeling the pain and putting your hand in water and feeling the water. Those are all feelings, all feelings, everything. Everything that we feel is energy. And that energy can be either positive or negative. So tell me more. I want to hear more about this because this is an important thing because it's something we often overlook. Our focused minds when we're talking and looking at our outside world, but all these things are happening internally that we don't, that's in the background. And I love when you said the quantum physics piece, because as pharmacists, we're really scientists. We've gone to many years of school. We're doctors of our profession now. Quantum health is a thing now. Like quantum reality health is something that we can talk about on many other levels with consciousness. But when we talk about this thing, I want to hear it from your voice. I love the way that you explain these things in a simple, easy to understand way. It matters when we're talking about our business or our home, that energy we feel, whether we're conscious of it or not, makes a lot of difference in our work environment, the way and manner in which we talk to people, the way and manner in which we're activated. I hope the pharmacists here can understand like the autonomic nervous system. We're either in fight or flight or rest and digest. And this also has to do with what we're talking about here. Well, positive feng shui that we create in a home or a business actually nurtures everybody in the business, everybody in the building. So when people come into your home or your business and they go, oh, it feels really nice in here, that's because it has an element of positive energy. And that's the quantum physics part of being positive within the business or the home. If we just neglect, if we don't do the dusting, if we don't do the decluttering, if we don't do all the things of tidying up the shelves, putting away the pill bottles, all those things, I know there must be rules and regulations that all pharmacists will do that, but how many realize that by having organized and being creative in how they present it and bringing in colors as too, Colors are very, very important. They're a very strong basis for the energy in the space, whether it's an, whether it's your business card, your brochures, but also how your space looks. I'm an interior designer, not a decorator. Therefore, I'm looking at the structure of the building. I work with architects as well as builders to see what we can do to make the optimum feng shui workable in a person's space. And there's no difference between your business space and your home space. If you're spending more than 20 minutes a day in a space, that's your sacred space. It's very important, don't separate out, that's just my business, that's just my home. They are sacred spaces. And that might sound very scary to some people, Feng Shui is not a religion in any shape or form. It's about the comfort level. And just as we walk in nature, we walk amongst trees, we go swimming, we do all those things. It's about healing the body. 
is about stepping up to that space where all the healing is available out there without all the negatives of going through a system of being, I hate to say this, but let's, let's just say it, poisoned with chemicals. Well, pills, pills are a poison or a medicine, depending on the dose, right? And so I teach that to pharmacy students on their first day when we talk about metabolizing drugs. I say, no, you're detoxifying them. It's right. a poison. It's an actual poison and it has right. to go through the liver to get rid of. Well, you know, I don't subscribe to the pill for ill approach to medicine. So you've done this to pharmacies. You've done it to mine. You've done it to mm -hmm. health. You've done it to hospitals. You've done it to many different places. So tell us a little bit about maybe like, since we don't have pictures, but like a before and after of when you did it and then when you started a project and then you finished it and then the outcome that that energy change created. Um, well, there are so, so, so very many of them. Let's take a hospital where I was working. I was actually there as a healing supporter for a very, very dear friend that was dying with cancer. And I went with her. We called it the chemo box. I went with her every day for her chemo. But I would do a healing blessing, an energy blessing on the chemo bag of chemicals that was going to go into her body. The idea was that I would ask that part of the chemo to attack the cancer and not her body, the healthy parts of her body, which I have to admit, there were very few healthy parts of her body. But in that process of going every day to the cancer section of this particular hospital, I realized there were many parts where the patients were sitting and waiting and where they were going into what we call the chemo box, which many of you as doctors and pharmacists will know, is just generally one big room with lots of reclining chairs in it. None of it was helpful or nurturing either to the patients or their families. So I suggested that we actually do something differently. And actually, the hospital did agree. Although they used me as the consultant, they didn't use me as the designer. They got somebody else to pay for that, which is fine. But in bringing in the colors, even down to the chairs, I realized that my friend could not get in and out of the chair. And I did have a big argument with the interior designer who is apparently very, very famous. I have no idea who she was. The chairs that she chose for the waiting room were wonderful, were really nice, but they didn't support the patient, the patient who was too weak to stand up by him or herself. So it's all those little minute details that make a big difference that most people are not aware of. And the energy changed dramatically, both in the waiting room and in the chemo box. The colors were chosen that were different, were uplifting. We brought in, a lot of the colors are very important. You know, I'm a great believer in the pale blues, the greens, all of those colors, colors of nature, colors of health, etc., that lifted the spirits. That's one example. And yes, I can't give you any photographs because that's the other part of what I do as a master is I do not take photographs of my work because it's somebody's sacred space. I know if I was just an interior designer, that would be different, but I'm not. I'm doing a lot of holistic healing of buildings in order to heal the people within the buildings without anything other than what we can do to make it a lot better. You know, it's funny. It's like, wonder what the listeners are thinking right now. You know, there is some tangible health scientific benefit, right? That's the point is, is most of the healing that goes on. I want to bring this in because I think some people will be like, well, that sounds great, but it's maybe a little too woo woo for me. It's a little bit of like way out there. That's sort of Eastern medicine, that's not Western. That's not what we do here in the United States. We fill drugs and they get better. You know what I mean? But think of it this way. I always equate this to this power of the mind. We have this thought process or this thing called the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. And I love Joe Dispenza's book who talks about you are the placebo and how, but basically it's the reverse of what we were taught in pharmacy school. 
the power of the mind heals almost 30% of the time, like almost 30% of the time, placebo, someone's going to get me wrong on that statistic. That's fine. Around that percentage is without the drug itself, the person gets better. Well, we've dismayed it in pharma, okay? Pharma and then therefore pharmacy, because we were taught this. We take that piece out of the study because we want to know what the drug is doing. So we sort of say, well, that's an anomaly. But the truth of the matter is, however we talk about it, because whether it's the mind, body connection or consciousness or the gut brain connection, all these things that we talk about is it's still real. There's a why to that. There's nothing in this universe that's just unexplained. There's a reason for it. We just haven't seen it yet. We can only use 10% of our brain because we haven't seen things yet. So I don't want to get too deep with this conversation with these folks, but I wanted to put it in a reference point that says, You heal the energy, you make it flow in a different way, whether it's your body or your business or your office or your home. And these things can make things better in a way that it's going in the background. The brain can only focus on one thing at a time, maybe two, but mostly one. Think about how many, except for when you're a child. When you're a child, you're taking everything in and you don't even know it. Humans now, and then when we become adults, we close our consciousness down and we're only focused on certain things. So I know we're getting slightly off topic, but I wanted to make sure pharmacists know like the placebo effect is because something happens in our body that we can't explain in science quite yet. We could, but there's other people that haven't really thought about it from that perspective. However, this is what we're talking about when you're changing the energy and shifting. Right. And I think, you know, there's a wonderful quote and I'm going to read it because I can never remember it. You are not fighting an enemy that is your current body. Rather, you are healing the temple that your body represents. And that's a lot for most people who just think, I'm just a body. I'm just a body. I'm just a thing. I'm just a blob. Okay, but they they don't take into account all the intricacies that are that body. And our brain is the computer that runs it all. Unfortunately, you know, here we go with the broken brain part that I love so much. That's the clutter part. When we reduce the space of all the clutter, people talk about decluttering. It's become a big business, but it's also about decluttering the brain. It's about decluttering because our brains are full of dusty old clutter that we don't need anymore, okay? So then we take the feng shui of the body and we have this brilliant brain, we have this brilliant ability and we don't use 90% of it. It's being proven again and again and again if we only open our eyes and not be skeptical about what we see and hear and actually investigate it because we need to be responsible for ourselves. Let's investigate what this person is saying. Let's investigate, let's look at it. You know, does it make sense? Or no, this doesn't work, that's fine. But investigate and make sure, and just make sure that what you are hearing is the truth. That's the other simple thing. If we declutter our brains, we can experience the truth a lot more easily. And we do have the ability, I'm a perfect example of that, of healing myself. I became very, very, very ill six years ago now. So much so that I could not walk. I could not, I could barely lift my head off the pillow. I was so ill. But I'm very fortunate that I have people that talk about what I talk about And little by little, I have its mind over matter. I have built myself back up. I'm 75 years old, and I feel better now than I did when I was 45 years old. And I have gone through years and years and years of ill health. But here I am at 75, ready to do another 20 years, or maybe 30. Well, I certainly hope so. I love our conversations that we continue to have. All right. We know a little bit more about energy. We know a little bit about more feng shui. It's not just moving furniture around and making colors look in the right places at the right time. I found you through my functional medicine mentorship with Sachin, who's a speaker on this summit. And it took me, I don't know, for a very long time, but I was getting frustrated because 
I hadn't really been exposed to the concept of feng shui before that. I knew about energy and I knew about things and you did the workshop a little bit with the Bagua map. And then I started thinking a little bit and then I said, you know, what the heck, I'll reach out. And so I reached out to you and I was like, I want to change the energy in the pharmacy. We're going beyond the pill. We're moving from this prescription dispensing to offering wellness solutions towards healing. Of course, I'm a functional medicine practitioner and learning more about consciousness. And I wanted to bring that energy of healing. I always say I want my store to feel like a place where someone can be healed or heals, right? Because the placebo effect starts with the relationship. And so that's why when you get, this is the very difference between pharmacy and a wellness driven space is when pharmacy people are generally coming in because they're sick and Mm -hmm. prescriptions are necessary at this point. They've gotten a chronic condition and they're sick. We're in a sickness model where we're trying to create going from sick to not sick, which is, I feel very different conversation because some of the people on this summit are really jazzed up about going into wellness which is functional medicine, health coaching, clinical nutrition. We're teaching all the modalities, at least the way to think about it in the summit. But then think about it this way is like, well, the feeling of going to a pharmacy, just think of a big box chain, what that looks like or what it feels like when you walk in. I told myself when I left CVS many moons ago, I'd never walk in again. I'm pretty proud of that because it doesn't feel at all good for me. It's not just the trauma they put me through, but it was really like the space. And so talk to us about, all right, we want to move beyond the pill. We're going to move beyond the pill and move towards wellness. So Talk to them a little bit about the story of transforming the center or the place where people go when we move this model over. Because you can't just put supplements and like skincare and good frou-frou smelly stuff and then expect it to be a place of wellness. So talk to me a little bit about how you would work with someone to transform that. Well, let's go to your own space, your own business space. When I came down and consulted with you. What we started with was the Bagua map, because it depends. The other part of all of this is that the Bagua map is actually a rectangular shape, which is the modern shape. It's not the real Bagua map is incredibly complicated and hard for most people to understand. So about 30 years ago, I designed the Bagua map just to be a rectangular. You'll see it online, but they've created a square. It should actually be a rectangle. Then we create what each part of that Bagua map represents. So your front door, for example, is your mouth of chi. So the entrance into your building, into your pharmacy, is your mouth of chi. That's where all energy comes in. All energy comes in. Your patients, your friends people that are visiting, people that just want to buy a hairbrush, all that energy comes in. But we want to attract the energy from outside, which is positive. So that's part of the beginning of feng shui. And then I created the Bagua map for you so that we could work out those sections of the Bagua map where it was important for you to have For example, maybe your financial people in your wealth area, the head of your pharmacy in your fame area, which is integrity. There's a relationship area, there's children area, which is nothing at all to do with having children, but about the inner child, which we can always go back to another time. Helpful people, which is where we honor our ancestors and our mentors, because we are where we are today because of those people. That brings us back to Korea, and then in the very center of your space, if your front door is slap bang in the middle of the building, is health. So then you and I worked out what would be the best thing to do. So we eliminated your office, per se, and made that a consulting room because that's in wisdom, okay? There's all kinds of things that we brought into account, but we also included the people that work in the building. That's very, very important. To be transparent about all of this is incredibly important as well. So then, you know, there's no nothing to say, well, I'm taking your space because we need that for the financial people, or I'm taking your space because that's relationship, 
and we don't want you in that relationship. None of that is going to happen. So that's part and parcel of it. But if we're bringing in an element of positive energy, which we did with reordering, I think we started out by redoing your shelves where you had certain things in certain areas. I suggested that maybe all those things on that side of the room needs to come over into another side of the room to allow the natural flow of energy. The natural flow of energy is clockwise. If somebody has to go over to the left and then over to the right and then down to the bottom right and bottom left, etc., then that's going to be disturbing the flow, the natural flow of energy. So then we talked about your color schemes and which we brought in to be your corporate colors. All of those things are incredibly important because it allows the natural flow. When you stop a river, what does it do? It either breaks its banks or the otters stop it up and all the trees behind that bank get stopped from getting any sustenance. We don't want any of that. We want a natural flow. You know, we can't stop the flow of energy and we need to keep that flow of energy incredibly healthy. It's funny because... All these things make a difference. When we brought in the team, like you got on Zoom and we brought the whole team in so you, we could do one of these kind of exercises where we're talking a little bit about, all right, we're going to declutter, but what does that mean? And of course, like you don't ever just get it the first time you hear it, right? This is a process just like learning wellness or functional medicine or clinical nutrition. You have to kind of absorb it as you move and and move your it's we're always improving our store isn't complete yet but it's working we're moving momentum we changed the colors of the store i moved my office is now my garden center it's like my garden room because we're bringing in all the elements and we change the colors even slight changes i think people kind of want to say well we don't have to overhaul i want two things like the color changes we used on our logo we had the same colors but we just changed them up to change the energy. First thing I said is my office is already green. Why do I need to paint it green again? And she's, you're, you just said, we're just shifting. We're just changing it up and reducing it. And then I asked like a little question like, well, I want to keep this piece of furniture, but not this piece. And you're like, Josh, take it all out. And if you put it back in and it fits right or it feels right, then we'll keep it. And so I literally took all my furniture out and then things started to happen. As soon as I did that, I met someone to build the table I wanted to build. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that also has to do with the flow of energy coming at you, right? Because as you change energy, it will come at you. I was thinking one thing too, when you said the mouth of chi, right? The energy that comes in and your patients are coming in. Well, how many of us have walked into our own pharmacy and their head, everybody's heads are down, they're upset or they're angry, like you immediately impact that feel, right? You feel that energy and you bring, you either bring it on, most people probably do, and then all of a sudden you started your day off wrong versus walking into a space, we're gonna give them like three or four things they can do just to start this process because it will make a difference. One of them is how do you feel when you walk into your store? Just to sit there, take a look around, You've done this exercise with me many times. Our employees, you said the same thing. So the first time I walk in the door now is I just gaze around and I just feel. Feeling is a different than how does it look, right? And right. we have to get to feeling. And so that's important because we want to get this vibe, this vibrational energy up to a space where people can go there to get better, if anything. Right. Talk to us, what are the first two things people need to do to move the energy in a positive direction? Because it's a work in progress, right? You're never going to be perfect. One of the major things, as you said, for all pharmacists on a quiet time, if you're not open on a Sunday, go in on a Sunday morning, just stand inside your space and just quietly look. Don't move, just look around. What is out of place? What is dusty, you know, I think we got rid of a lot of plants, for example, you had some beautiful plants that weren't doing very well. And that was the other thing, having real plants in the space make a huge difference. Yes, they are a little bit of extra work. And yes, I do say to people, if you cannot look after a plant as you would your pets at home, then do silk. You know, there are many, many, many ways of getting the job done. But don't forget, 
your silk plants need to be washed and blow dried as well. So there's always maintenance. And that's something we just have to accept. My entire house is feng shui'd on a monthly basis. I go around, I clean things out, I put things away, I bring other things forward, et cetera, et cetera. So as soon as I walk into my house and I think, oh, I can't stand it any longer, I know it's time for me to declutter. I'm running three businesses. I have clutter just like anybody else, but I make a point of not letting it live in my house. I know that the clutter and that piece of furniture that is surplus to requirements is not paying me rent, all right? So if you're looking at your space, there are things that can be done. And then we can do the big stuff. What are the colors? Do you want to keep these colors? I work with everybody. I'm not about spending my client's money. I want to do this as inexpensively, not cheaply, inexpensively as possible. And that's why and I said to you, Josh, take everything out, step into the room and just see how it feels. And you texted me almost instantly and said, oh my God, I can't believe how different this room feels. And so now do we put everything back and it all goes down again? Or do you, as you said, you always wanted to do something different in there. And you now you have a space that I'm sure is a joy and it makes you smile every time you walk in. Because yeah. it's not a standard cookie cutter. And that's the other thing. I go into hundreds and hundreds of homes and it's it's the same sideboard there that somebody down I've seen in another house and everybody does what everybody else does. And yet we are all individual people. This is part of the circle of humanity, but we are individuals within that circle. Yes, we're all connected, but we are individuals within that connection. So everybody is creative. And people say to me, I'm not artistic. Yes, you are. I'm not creative. I can't do this by myself. If you can draw a straight line with a pencil, you're artistic. And let's sell it for $30,000. <laughs> yeah, I think you help me on that side all the time because I always doubt myself and my own creativity. And then when I do it, it's like, oh, that worked out perfect, you know? So color matters. Definitely clean is important, but declutter. Let's talk a little bit about that. We talked about decluttering the head, but let's talk about declutter in general. To this day, when you taught me this lesson, I can't keep cardboard at my house anymore. <laughs> so let's start there because there's a lot of cardboard in pharmacy. There's a lot of paper in pharmacy and I, even if one person like gets interested with this, we've done a really good job because you go and you walk into a pharmacy. I'm just painting the picture. Like you walk into the pharmacy. It was a crazy day the night before. You left baskets everywhere. The, the, it was just a mess because you just couldn't deal with it, right? And then you came in the next morning and all of a sudden you've got this whole pile of prescriptions and everything all over the place. And then you just, I want people to step back and go, all right, how is this really making me feel? There's another right? point here. You're stepping into yesterday's energy. If you leave that, if you don't take that 30 minutes to, to clean it up and get rid of the stuff that you don't need, it's like making your bed. Why, why is it important to make your bed? I know there's a book about this, but long before that book came out, the reason is that if you don't make your bed at the end of that day, you're getting back into yesterday's negative sleep patterns, which is another health issue. We all know that sleep is healing. So all of these things matter. They're not there to make our lives miserable. They're, those sort of little funny things are there to make us feel a lot better. So if you're walking into your space where your staff are, are in a hurry, you know, we've worked 30 minutes over time. And then, then that brings me to, this is not a job. This is a vocation. You're not here just, to, just for a paycheck. And that's part of the energy as well. Yes, we all need a paycheck. We all need to pay our bills. We need that to keep the economy going. We need to employ people, et cetera, et cetera. But if everybody could start thinking of what they do in their lives 
is helping somebody else. It's service above self. Those of you, those of your pharmacists that are in Rotary will understand that. They will know what service above self is, but to know it is more than just saying it. And that when you get that positive energy working, your employees will go along with you because that's what they want to. They won't leave all that mess behind. Neither will you. Well, and it's good to say from a different perspective, because when I when I used to I'm, I'm kind of proud to say I don't work pharmacy bench anymore. I'm really moved all the way towards wellness. And that's good for me because I have pharmacists that can do the stuff that are doing in there. And I'm very grateful for them. But when when I was a partner and my pharmacist would come the next day, I would never leave them. And this is a conscious thing, right? I would never leave them with the work or the mess. I would tidy it up to the place. And so that coming from a different framework here is the same thing. Like we we're all great pharmacists that want to do really well. Like there's a lot of heart centered people here and, and we all do that. And so this is just another framework that says, you know, you don't want to leave that around for anybody else. And so paper cardboard, I got to talk about it. Well, it's like, it's for me, it's one Oh one. Right. Well, cardboard is dead. It's, I'm not saying it's, you know, cardboard is dead. The king is dead. Long live the cat. It's a dead, no energy product. It's useful for, you know, carrying things in from one place to another and deliveries and all the rest of it. But it's dead matter. It's made up of lots of dead matter. So it absorbs and it creates even more negative energy. And that's why, you know, I, I encourage all of my clients even in their garages, don't leave cardboard boxes in your garage. You know, cut them down, put them out for recycling. That's good. But don't store things in cardboard boxes. Not only will it destroy what you've got in there because it can't sustain it, its rigidity, but, you know, get plastic boxes, you know, put lids on them, color code everything so that you know where, you know where those photographs are from your parents' house. You know where those books are from when you were at school. All those things, it can all be done quite differently. But, but cardboard and newspaper, old books, etc., they are all dead matter. And that was something we did early on. I was happy that my team embraced it is all of our storage boxes, we box like we use plastic ones now. They're a little more expensive, but especially in the store because we all have these Hopefully we're getting to the point where we're almost all digital with our record keeping. But up until almost this year, there's always been pharmacies with hundreds, if not thousands of pharmacy little books. And so we did a very clean out, like we cleaned out all of them because as much as we could for legal perspectives, of course. And right. so we kept them all and then we stored the rest of them in plastic containers which created and it just created a good vibe you know that's what we're talking that, about here remember rightly that area where you had all that storage was your wealth area so that was all dead matter think of your wealth and everything about your wealth is covered in dust you know think of an old charles dickens film where everything is covered in dust and is musty and bleh, right <laughs> excuse my bleh. <laughs> But now, having cleared all that out, you've created a working space for two or three other people that didn't have an office before, or they were crammed in there with all those cardboard boxes. Goodness knows what it was doing to their mental health, but it's all gone. Well, let's talk cures. We talk that word in health as curing is the ultimate fix to a problem, but in feng shui, Talk a little bit because sometimes rectangle of a building or any of these things where we're, if they learn it more, you know, we can fix things. Well, yes, and we call them cures. And I always spell it because of my funny accent, C-U-R-E-S. What is a cure? A cure is where we can place something in a missing space on the Bagua map. So your space was perfect. You know, and this is the other aspect of please don't move into a building until you've really looked at the angles 
on the floor plan because there might be a big chunk of wealth missing or a big chunk of relationship missing. And relationship in business is incredibly important. It's not just about, you know, life partners. It's about your customers. It's your clients, your, all those kinds of things. So that's very, very important. So everything is possible in feng shui. People say to me, oh, I had a client that called me from California her mother had been told by a so-called, that's the other thing, that's why we created Heim Wellness, so to keep out all the charlatans and only deal with the professionals. She had been told that her house should be raised to the ground and burned and rebuilt. Hundreds and thousands of dollars. California, can you imagine that? And I said, well, no, that's not what feng shui is about. We don't destroy. We see what we can cure. So this is part of the healing. This is the difference between burning the building down is the pill or we can do wellness. And that's what true feng shui is. It's wellness. So that's very, very important as well. And I've gone off on a tangent. I can't remember what your question was. No, that's that's okay. I, we we have flowing conversations, and we're kind of wrapping up here in the next ten minutes. Is talk to people about the process you take them through if they're interested in what I would just say. I want to change the energy of my building. I want to bring it more towards a feeling of wellness, and I really don't know where to start because I've heard of this thing and I believe in this, but I don't know. I need a guide. We all need to have a someone. So. Talk to them a little bit in your words. If, if someone was to engage in you, that you could work with them in their home or, or even in, in the pharmacy space. Like you've done this to more than one pharmacy. You do right. this a lot. So Worldwide, all over the world, because I can do it virtually. I'm not eager to get on an airplane. I have to own up to that. I'm not eager to do that until there are less lines and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I think the important thing, it starts with a conversation because I might decide or you might decide, oh, no, you're not the person for me. And it's very, very important that I have a connection with the client. I mean, that builds on the trust. All of my clients come back over and over and over again because we understand and we have a very transparent relationship. That's very, very, very important. So if somebody is interested it just starts with a conversation to start with tell me what you need what you don't need what you like what you don't like and then we can start from there i can do this virtually it's done very simply you know if i actually come to the space if i fly down well i did come down to you because i was already in north carolina i flew down from cincinnati to north carolina to another client and in that space, we grabbed that Tuesday morning or something so I could come and look at your space and meet some of the staff. It can be done very, very simply. We can be very extravagant about it, but it's not necessary. This is about creating a sacred space where your people can come into the space and feel the wellness in the space. It's so important. If we go back to some of the big box chemists, let's say CVS because you brought it up first, I can't go into those places without feeling I've got to get out of here because I feel so suppressed. I feel worse walking in than I do. I don't actually take any prescriptions, but you know, if I need to go in and get shampoo or something like that, I come out of there feeling really depressed because the energy is so oppressive. The lighting is bad. The flooring is bad. It's all just one blob of gray mass matter, and it's unhealthy. I feel that if I breathe in here, I'm going to breathe in nothing but illness. I have to get my shampoo, except I don't anymore, but I get my shampoo and run out as quickly as I can. So again, I'm happy to talk to anybody we can do that. I can give you my phone number. You can text me first because I never answer a number I don't know about. I'm on Facebook. The com my company is Full Circle Feng Shui and Life Design. Or you can reach me at Sid Alpa Sedgwick on Facebook as well, Messenger. But best to text me, which I'll give you the phone number, so that I can call you back or I we can set up a time to talk. 
And I'll have your contact information set up in the summit so people can get a hold of you if they need. Very simple and no obligation. Yeah, I think you you and I get along so well because that's kind of how I love to do it is it starts with a conversation to see if we're a good fit together. And no is okay. No sometimes mean not yet. Sometimes it just means you give way more than you get. That's what I love about you. You're extremely reasonable in your prices. You definitely need to charge more for your experience because this is not just interior design. This is interior design with massive purpose and outcomes. Just think of it this way. I was just thinking when you said it's like, all right, I could picture what it feels like to walk into a CVS. I can picture what it feels like to walk into a Walgreens. They're very different and both still negative, right? And they're one's too bright and too sterile and looks like a hospital. And the other one's got gray go. So if anything, if you want your customers to just feel better when they walk in your store, this can be a valuable exercise that you could take someone through. Yeah. Or each and every person listening to this, if you just stand in your doorway and just look and, and look and feel, just sort of breathe and feel, and then very slowly walk around and look at things with different eyes, but feel it, feel it in here. If we don't feel it in here, then we're just doing everything from our broken brains. And that's not good. And it's not beneficial to you. It's not beneficial to us. You know, we're in the process of constant transformation. So we have to accept that, that we are moving forward. I'm a different person today than I was a month ago. And I hope to be an even more different person in a month's time. And that's that allowing, you know, what's that phrase that I love so much? Mm-hmm. Push less, allow more. And if we allow that things are changing and things are changing for the better, there's a huge, huge surge of change right now. And it really is for the better. I know there are a lot of negative people and they're hanging on by their fingertips that, oh, I've got, to, I've got to hang on to the negative. This is what I know. This is what I understand. I'm comfortable with this. But you're drowning yourself. You're doing it to you. Don't do it. Well, that's words to live by. And one of my adopted mantras, push less, allow more. It doesn't mean that you're going to just allow things to be given to you or you're not going to do any work. There's meaning behind that, but it's it's really a lot of times we do push, push, push. You can get somewhere with that, but you to can't. me, no, you can't keep it up. There's burnout. Like we do need to apply these principles of positive energy into pharmacy because just in inherent nature of pharmacy is stressful, right? The job is very stressful. And so anything we can do to create this space of better energy or positivity, if anyone's doubting this right now, just go ahead, take your office, one room in your house, clean it out, declutter everything that's not important, and then tell me how you feel. It's always better, right? How many people you spend a couple hours cleaning your house and you're like, ah, this feels so much better, right? That's what we're talking about. Recently, you know, there were so many Facebook posts about, oh, I cleaned up my closet. It feels so good. Well, keep that, keep the momentum of feeling good. Don't just say, oh, I felt good three months ago and now everything is back to normal. It's horrible. Don't do it to you. Don't do it to you. And every time I do this now, because you can, you're always decluttering. You're never like going to be decluttered. But like, take your office. If you haven't used something in a year, experiment, like get rid of it or put it away because it's that mental component. It's like, what if I could use it for this or that? It's like an old piece of clothing that you've never worn in 20 years. Why are you keeping it, right? So if you don't do this for your business, do it for your personal. Take all your clothes that you haven't worn in a year and donate them because then what? You taught me this. You're you're transferring that energy to someone that can use it. Right. And now, now it's useful. And how liberating is it when you start, right? Start by starting. This is how we talk to people about moving to wellness. Start by starting. So start by doing it instead of holding it on. Trust me, I've got stuff to do in this office. We, but you told me last week or something. It's like, but you moved it forward. You got some of it done. So that's the point. So action equals energy and energy equals positive. So when I always say getting it out of here and into, into motion is action. Stop thinking about cleaning up, clean up. I've been learning about this recently. So 
Yeah, that's cleaning out the broken brain. That's declutter. You know, when we've got something to do, it sort of rests somewhere between our heart and our rib cage and keeps going, you can't breathe because, oh, I haven't done it yet. I need to get this done. I need to get this done. And once we've done it, once we get to the other side of it, we feel good. But we also have to acknowledge there'll be another one coming. That's the very nature of life. That's the very nature of movement. And look forward to it. Accept it as being, wow, I've got this one done. And then two days later, something else happens and you go, I've had clients that say to me, why am I so unlucky? I said, you're not unlucky. This is a wonderful opportunity. This is an opportunity. And they go, no. And then they come back and say, ah, now I see what you mean. All of this is positive energy that we can move our own lives forward. It's not about moving the world forward. It's about moving our own lives forward. And then the more, the better we are, the better everybody is around us. It's an awesome way to end this. So we teach this, right? It's we have to do our own work first. We can't heal others unless we start on ourselves, right? You are the product of your product. It's what my mentor says. So self-care is a part of that. So this has been a wonderful conversation, my friend. Well, thank really, you. I really appreciate you spending some time teaching us a little bit about what you've mastered. I look forward to all of our conversations each week. I do too. You're one of my favorites, Josh. Without oh. a <laughs> you, may, you just gave me the tingles. I love it. Well, Bless. all right. Thank you, be Sid. Be safe. Very much. Bye now. Bye. Stay Bye. well. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Rimini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message. Thanks again for being a part of the Beyond the Pills community. We'll see you next time.